You are listening to the Forcecom Frontline, bringing you to our soldiers on the front lines of readiness. Hey everyone, welcome to the Forcecom Frontline. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. And we are recording this episode at the AUSA Warfighter Expo and Summit. And this is the inaugural AUSA event in Fayetteville, North Carolina. There's a lot going on here and we are going to share some highlights and conversations with some of our guests. And our first guest is Tawny Dixon and she is half part, part. a third <laughs> of the 2021 AUSA Family, Army Family of the yeah. Year. So welcome, Tani, and thank, thank you for you. joining me. Thank you for having me. So I'm looking forward to talking to you. I'm a spouse as well. Um, so I think we probably have some things in common and, mm. can, and share some frustrations and yeah. you know, <laughs> the happy times, the good times, whatever. Um, but I'm just going to start. Can you tell our li listeners a little bit about your family um, mm -hmm. and maybe how long you've been a spouse mm -hmm. and some of the places you've been? Um, yeah, so my husband is active duty service member. He's been in the Army for just hit 13 years. Okay. We've been married for six years. Uh, we have one baby angel in heaven and we have a two-year-old Cameron. Um, and how, are, how are the twos going for you? Well, he just turned two Fourth of July weekend, <laughs> so he's definitely... Hold on tight. Yeah, like he said... Oh, I'm two now? Okay, so I'm oh. supposed to do all those crazy things that two, and he's acting accordingly. So oh, it's good. going as it should. Okay, um, good. Especially because dad's deployed, so oh, you know, there's yeah. like a lot of the extra two yeah. attitude that we're dealing with. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and then we have two dogs. We have a little miniature Yorkie and a beagle coonhound who's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and well, stationed all over. Um, most recently we came from... JBLM, okay. but been on and off at Bragg for 12 years. So oh, wow. We've been here for, mm, I want to say, three, four years this time. Okay, yep. so you guys are very familiar with the area. Oh, yeah. The center of the universe is our home. <laughs> that's <laughs> and awesome. hopefully we'll stay our home. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. We really like it here, too, actually. Yeah. Um, we just started our second three years, so okay. we're looking forward to yep. it um, and enjoy the area. But I just... Um, so you are the AUSA Family of the Year, and you were talking about um, community and... I'm going to look at my notes because mm -hmm. that's what I do. But you were talking about building a community and the importance of that um, in sort of having a toolbox mm -hmm. when you're moving in as, your, as a spouse yeah. and staying resilient. So you talk about what's in your toolbox. I think my toolbox is mostly made up of maybe some mental, like allowing myself <laughs> to have some mental time, like, you know, mental health. Absolutely. As a, this is our first deployment with a child and a two-year-old. Yeah, so this is all brand new to us. Um, you know, just uh, my sense of community, who my friends are going to be that I can lean on, who my friends' husbands are going to be yeah. that I know can help me. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, my lawnmower broke. Can you help me? Um, also, knowing my on-post resources. So we actually live off-post. Okay. Um, and so making sure that when I go on post, I'm not completely lost, especially at Fort Bragg. <laughs> right. We literally have a highway that runs right. through the middle of it. Right. It's so big. And so just making sure that I know, like, where is the soldier support center? Because that's going to be my main focus yeah. of resource. And then also, you know, the SFRG, how am I getting involved? Whether they're putting out a lot of information or a little information, just knowing that I am a part of that community and I can get that redeployment information <laughs> this time. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you actually work for the 82nd as well. Yes. Or SFRG. 
tell me what tell yep. me what your position is. I'm a soldier and family readiness support assistant, also known as a FERSA. Okay. So I oversee all of the soldier and family readiness programs throughout the entire division. That's awesome. Yep. It and it kind of fits in with you know what you do and yeah. you know volunteering <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, I was like, wait, I can get paid to do what right. I'm already doing. This is awesome. And so I do, you know, I do consider that through my work, I know a lot of you know, personal connections yeah. and some of the, I know a lot of the department heads of community resources and things, yeah. but I just try to use that as a way to to assist other family members and sure. say, oh my gosh, you have to call such and such and they're at ACS or go to the social support center. I literally have some of the addresses <laughs> like memorized. <laughs> well, and I think there's so many resources that sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming yeah. and you're not sure like which one I should go to, it which is. one is the right yep. thing for me. And you talked a little bit about Military One Source when you were up yep. on stage um, and they have just through what I do at work, suicide, mm -hmm. uh, helpline. Yeah. Um, and so what have you found helpful with Military One Source? So Military One Source, I utilize them for first deployment for my kiddo. Um, so my husband left on the current IRF activation yeah. and so it was pretty abrupt. Yeah. And we had some of those, hey, drop you off the airport, actually come back, actually we're gonna go. <laughs> and so that was really hard for him because Absolutely. one, like airports are really exciting. There's yeah. airport, there's an airplane there. But two, like why are we saying goodbye to dad? He could feel that I was sad about it. And then, yeah. oh wait, he's coming right back. And then also, <laughs> We have a nanny, so he typically stays home all day. We enrolled him in summer camp, and the timing of everything was terrible. So it was literally dad deployed on Sunday, and he went to summer camp, and mom abandoned yeah. him on Monday. Oh. So I utilize Military One Source to kind of help him yeah. with the deployment. They have a Sesame Street program that yeah. you can watch. Uh, we did the Daddy Doll, okay. you know. So just personally, that's what I've used Military yeah. One Source for. Um, through work, I've used it for various reasons. Um, we had a family member who the service member went AWOL and they didn't know what they were going to do about their on-post housing because the family was going to have to leave. Yeah. And so we reached out to Military One Source. They were able to assist them. Um, I, I told a story about the family member that went down to Louisiana yeah. and they happened to have a hurricane and the <laughs> service member was deployed. And so they were able to get the resources that were available to them in their state, even though they were not sure. currently at Fort Bragg where they're stationed. Right. And that's one of the things you said too, is that Military one source isn't just at the installation. No, it's everywhere. Right. Yeah, and it can help family, anyone can call. I mean, family members can call, extended family members can call, right. spouses can call. You might not be able to get all of the access because you have to be a DOD uh, ID card holder, yeah. but you can get information as an extended family member that you can provide to your soldier and the family to sure. assist them as well. Sure. So, um, you deal a lot with SFRGs. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say the importance of a spouse joining an SFRG or being part of the SFRG is? A spouse being a part of the SFRG is crucial. Um, one of the biggest things though that we have seen is that the majority of the Army is now mostly single soldiers. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And yeah. so I think as a spouse, it can be difficult for me even being that SFRG person who's used to the old ways yeah. and saying like, why is no one showing up to the events? Well, that's because they're single, single soldiers. soldiers. <laughs> but I think that means that we really need to identify who's their extended family member yeah. that they consider their family because once the S got added to the FRG, we really need to focus on our soldiers as well yeah. and their families. And I think we always encourage 
parents to get involved to be key callers because you can do it anywhere in the world. Yeah. And as a spouse, I can go on the installation, I can go to the unit, I can go to Soldier Support Center. As a parent, I can't do that. Right. And so that's your access to the information and to feel like you're a part of the community too because I know when I was a new spouse, it was it was scary, it was difficult, <laughs> but imagine being a parent, like sure. that's their child that's deployed, especially at Fort Bragg with the IRF. Yeah. And so I think it's very important to get involved and into the SFRG. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, what you talked about, staying, you talked a little bit about that, staying connected. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And so you've PCSed, I've PCSed, um, it's hard. Mm -hmm. You you uproot your life. I've given yep. up jobs that were, I had, yep. I didn't want to leave <laughs> yeah. and I really liked them um, just to get to a new place and have to wait to find a job. Mm -hmm. um, so moving is hard. Yep. Um, what, what things have you done to tackle some of these challenges that maybe you can offer some advice to other spouses? So lucky me, I've moved every time my husband's been away. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Except for the main PCS, like he was with me. But yeah. for the most part, like if we've moved houses or done anything, I've had to do that all by myself. Oh. So I think the best advice I could give for Fort Bragg in general is renting before you buy because we did that <laughs> yeah. we, we had been to Fort Bragg before but obviously installations change yeah. surrounding areas change and so we rented in an area that we wanted to settle down and then when we looked to purchase we looked at other areas but we ultimately went back to where we rented because yeah. we knew that that's where we loved yeah um at JBLM in particular my husband's unit attaches to all other units so we were there for two years almost to the day and I saw him non-consecutively for three months total Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, it was really hard. <sighs> and so we lived off base at the beginning and I told him no heck way. Like we have yeah. to move on post because I need that immediate community. Like I need to be able to push the trash can to the <laughs> edge of the yard, not have to say anyone say anything to anyone and they know yeah. you know, like, oh, she's just having a stress yeah. moment. Yeah. And so yeah, so I moved on post and for our situation at JBLM that was the best thing that I could have yeah. done. Um you were saying something that made me I think having a community and feeling okay in that community mm -hmm. and feeling like if I need something, I have somebody to call, yeah. whether that's on post or off post. Yeah. Um, like my husband just got back from a nine month deployment. Thankfully, I, my family lives okay. nearby um, and I have a great neighborhood that I live in, but it's also really hard to ask for help sometimes. It's really hard, <laughs> <laughs> especially like, for me. <laughs> I'm like, I can change the battery in the nine foot smoke detector. Right. Why can't I? Oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> so during the pandemic, okay, so Justin got activated on the IRF, mm -hmm. then we went into a pandemic. So oh. we were in quarantine yeah. and like nothing was even open. I couldn't even go get right. food if I wanted to like hang out with my friends. I was also pregnant, oh. so I had to set up an entire nursery by myself. We had Ugh. just moved into our house. I had yeah. to unpack our house, yeah. and that, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, knowing your community, because we moved into a brand new neighborhood. There wasn't even that many houses, oh, so wow. we were all stretched out, yeah. and then someone created a Facebook page, and it was more of like a hey, <laughs> I'm a Lone Ranger here <laughs> to help me because yeah. I bought a lawnmower and it just got delivered and I don't know how to get it out of this crate. <laughs> but I think, yeah, we do as spouses learn how to play both roles. We I really think you do. have to. And I think, you know, 
I've I think I, I'm an only child, so I think I've always been pretty independent. Mm -hmm. But when you don't know if you're going to be alone and taking care of two yeah. kids at a point, I think you've really got to have the resilience yeah. um, and and just you you put your boots on and you <laughs> do what you have <laughs> you to do. do I mean, true, I was yeah. on. Uh, I told people at work this and they all gave me a lot of crap for it but my smoke alarm was beeping mm -hmm. and I had to get it and it's like a nine foot ceiling oh, wow. and I didn't want to get like the big bulky ladder mm -hmm. out so I, <laughs> I moved oh the ottoman into the bedroom put a step stool on the ottoman <laughs> <laughs> saying to my kids, don't do don't this. Don't do as mommy do, do as don't, mommy says. Yes. <laughs> don't do this. And then in the end, the battery I put in was, was dead. <laughs> and I had to get up there and get the big ladder out anyways. But I mean, like I said, it's just things that you, you have to do and yep. you, you, you get through it any way yeah. you can, really. I mean, honestly, like so many times my husband's come back and go, okay, well, this is where we live, and this is your bedroom. Like, yeah. With, because he has no idea, so we have to do that. Well, yeah. and speaking of that, reintegration. Mm -hmm. Reintegration, I mean, it it sounds great when you're like, my soldier is coming, He's coming home. home. That's super exciting. But that reintegration phase is hard. Yeah. yeah, so ours for COVID was really difficult because I had been alone, like, literally in my space <laughs> by myself. Yeah. And... So I'm a pretty outgoing person, yeah. and for me it was like, oh my gosh, now I have to share this space with someone else, right. which is fine, but it was just difficult. Yeah. And then also not even having like physical touch, like I didn't even hug a friend yeah. for months, yeah. and so having someone like physically sitting on the couch next to me was like, this right. is so weird. Also explaining to my husband about the shortage of meats and oh. toilet paper when they didn't have that where he That's was. Funny. So he truly didn't believe me. Like, what is I going had to on? show him pictures. <laughs> and then also like, oh, by the way, we're having a kid in a couple months. So our whole house was now yeah. childproof. Yeah. And that was, I truly don't know how he felt because like I'm not him, but right, right. I could see it on his face. <laughs> it was overwhelming. Well, and now you have a kid. Yeah. And so we just did our first with mm -hmm. two kids. Um, and they want to help so much yeah. and you're like I want the help but you're also like I've got it I got like it. I know the schedule I know. I know what I'm doing yeah and it's like you're you're training and I'm not gonna lie my husband is back there hey. he's a public affairs <laughs> so he's probably listening um but you it's almost like you're you're training them and it's another thing you have to yeah. do when you're already doing all of the things yeah I think it's definitely finding the balance of like what I always try to tell our families is you have to think back to what they remembered when they left. Like that yeah. was their routine. And so now you've completely changed your routine because you're single <laughs> yeah. mom in it or single dad in it or whatever. And then now you have to bring them up to speed on what your routine is, yeah. but also consider that in their mind, they're thinking of what they used to do. So yeah. like also being patient and explaining why you've changed things yeah. too. So I'm interested to see where my feedback to my family <laughs> helps my personal life. So we'll see. I think I think it's just going into it. You have to know that it's not going to be all rainbows and yeah. butterflies. Um, it is a challenge, but in the end, you know the kids are happy. Dad's mm -hmm. home and. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm going to be chop liver when dad gets right? home. Like, Cam's going to be like, yeah, I know. My kids are like, who are you? <laughs> Only the person who took care of you for right? nine months. <laughs> and, you know, built it in my body, but that's fine. Yeah, exactly. So you have been involved in the community um, in helping soldiers, obviously. So how did that start for you, and why was that something that was important for you to do? Um, so when I was a new military spouse, I got really sick, and I had a 
go to the Army Hospital, which was one very new to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm used to like my at-home family doctor, <laughs> and I, yeah, like I had dogs at home. I had a lot, a lot happened during that time, yeah. and um, I had to figure out how to ask for help, and I didn't even know who to ask for help. I literally was just like, oh, I met this one lady at <laughs> this one meeting. <laughs> like, maybe she can come to my house and let out my dogs that yeah. are crazy, and she doesn't even know. And then I realized, like, I gotta, I gotta build a community. And so then I started volunteering with the SFRG program. But when I got at Bragg in particular, I just know how spread out it is yeah. here. And I, I just wanted to make sure that I was involved in as much as I could so that one, I can help other people get involved. Yeah. And two, I can know my resources so that if that were to ever happen to me again, I've built my community. Yeah. And, the one thing I really like about being a military spouse when it comes to building our community is that we get the opportunity to make friends with people that we may have never met in Absolutely. our whole life. Absolutely. And like, you know, typically you make friends where you go to high school or yeah. college and then you, you stay friends with those people. Yeah. But as military spouses, we get to meet people from all walks of life. Around and we get the to, world. Yeah, the whole world. We get to bring different perspectives to things. Yeah. And you know, who knew my neighbor across the street was a better dog mom than I was? Like, <laughs> my dogs would literally, like, if I opened the front door, they would book it to her house because oh. they just had more fun at yeah. her house, you know? So it, it wasn't, wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't home. <laughs> but it's just, you know, reminding yourself that you have to build this community or you're going to be easily isolated. Yeah. And you never know, because I always thought, you know, oh, something like that would never happen to me. Yeah. And then there I was. So, yeah making sure that you have that sense of community is very important to me and that's why I got involved. Yeah. Um, so we talked about moving, mm -hmm. we talked about PCSing. Um, what about volunteering? So you guys do a lot of volunteering, I understand. I've created some programs yeah. even. Um, how, did, how did that start for you? Um, so my husband's program started because he you know, it's just stressful to be in the Army in yeah. general. Like, um, he's a first sergeant, so he takes on a lot of responsibility, yeah. and he's got a lot of people that he's trying to mentor to, um, you know. But so we have a bass boat, and he likes to go fishing. So he would go out fishing, and sometimes he'd even go by himself, and mm -hmm. he would just talk about how relaxing it was. And um, I was like, why don't you take other people out fishing, you know, like, is there anyone else that might be relaxing yeah. for them too? And then he started taking some veterans out and some active duty. And then um, the Warriors on the Water actually reached out to my husband and told him, like, hey, we have this one vet. He's looking to go fishing. First guy we thought of was you. Would you be willing to take him yeah. out? And so Justin took him out. And that's the story that I shared about he didn't really say much the whole trip. And then yeah. Justin's calling me like, I don't even know if that guy had a good time. Yeah. And then that evening he's calling and thanking me for letting me him borrow my husband oh, for awesome. like eight hours. And then just watching his story of he has really bad PTSD and he struggles with it. And he has to have a little dog with him all the time. He has his companion dog. And then to watch him now be traveling with the pros and be a co-angler yeah. and, you know, just to hear How his awesome. stories. And he's so excited and he's so grateful. He's always texting Justin like, thank you so much. And and then the Wounded Warrior Project uh, reached out and said that they'd be willing to pay for the gas for the veterans. And then um, North Carolina Bass Pro and Cabela's, they uh, gave us 50 fishing poles and tackle oh boxes completely filled with tackle. Box, uh, tackle. So it's 
completely free for anyone yeah. that comes out. And How just, awesome. I know. But and my husband just took some, some random people out fishing and... I mean, that's got to feel great, though, too, to yeah. be helping veterans and, um, you know, somebody who might need a, a little bit of, you know, just getting out of the just house. Just extra love. And, yeah. and I think for him, he, he's like, you know, one day that might be me. You right. never know. Right. So making sure that you're giving back to the community is really important Absolutely. to us. So I don't want to take too much of your mm -hmm. time. I have a couple more questions. Okay. Um, specifically, we talked about, you know, you being a new spouse and you had some medical stuff mm -hmm. and not sure of all the resources. Um, so maybe I'm changing my question a little bit, but if you are a new spouse, mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes there can be a stigma mm -hmm. with using some of the army services. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, oh, I don't want to go to ACS, mm -hmm. whatever. What do you, I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, I see that literally every day at work. <laughs> um, but I just really think that the more you educate yourself on the programs, the better off that you're going to be. Yeah. Well, one of them is financial readiness. A lot of right? people refuse to use that. But I always joke, like, have you ever met a rich person? Because they have probably, like, <laughs> 10 financial counselors right. and advisors. And you can get it for free. And you those. can get it for free. And so I don't think we should be ashamed of utilizing our resources. I think we should encourage it because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like I said up there, you know, the IRF happened. We had to have families quit their jobs. And then yeah. that turns into a loss of income. Yeah. And then you have to virtually teach your kids. And then you have... Uh, like caregivers who now lost their job because a parent is home yeah. and that's a ripple effect and so if you if you're not embedded in the financial readiness program already then you're not going to have you the know tools. That, the tools yeah. to make sure that you were yeah, ready <laughs> for sure um oh where'd my question go um Give me a second. Mm -hmm. You were talking about, oh, that's what I want to ask mm -hmm. you. So you guys do a lot with PTSD. Yep. Um, and I think one of the things that we struggle with is the stigma of behavioral health. Yes. Um, have you had any experience with helping families connect with the right resources with that? So that's a really great question. So um, I, I lost a child seven and a half years ago. And oh so for me, I've had to personally utilize behavioral health resources and um, that is very difficult uh, as a parent, yeah. as a regular civilian who loses a child, and then you add the military aspect of it, yeah. and that can be very lonely. The service member might not even be there right. during all of that. Right. Um, so I actually started a grief support group on Fort Bragg oh, wow. where it's focused on pregnancy and infant loss. and. We have seen recently with the, there's been a lot of encouragement of behavioral health army-wide, I think. Yeah. And so we have seen an increase of people that have That's started amazing. showing up. And even some of them are service members and yeah. they're saying, you know, I don't even know how to go back to my unit and I have this burden on me and I just, you know, and... So I think that we definitely need to focus on our mental health. And I said yeah. that at the beginning. Yeah. Like, that's one of my toolbox things, whether you just need to sit in the bath and close right. your eyes <laughs> right. or you need to go talk to Absolutely. a professional. You know, sometimes I think we live in an instant gratification society where oh, we take to 100%. social media a little too much and we self-diagnose ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we do. We do. And so I think it's better to go to a professional who yeah. can help you and they can really find the root of the problem or, you know, something that you might not even realize is yeah. causing, you know, like reintegration. We talked about how difficult yeah. that could be. You could think that you and your spouse just aren't getting along anymore yeah. because they've been gone. But really, you could be struggling with the reintegration process. Yeah. So making sure that you're talking to a professional is yeah. really important to me. And so have you utilized the MPLEC at all? I have utilized the okay. MPLAC, um, and I've also used, utilized like the actual behavioral okay. health facilities. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, what do you say to somebody who 
who is struggling, is unsure, is maybe a little scared to ask for help, what, what would your advice be to them? Well, what happens if you don't ask for help? I mean, that's the scariest question for me is, yeah. you know, if you don't, what is it going to lead to? Yeah. And also, sometimes we just need that person that we can vent to that's a middle ground, gives us a reason, which I do like I'm flat for that yeah. because it's it's not long-term care. Yeah. They can meet you literally anywhere right. except for your car and your house. Like, you can go to Starbucks and chat. You can right. go on a walk. Whatever you want to do, they're available for it. And they can just give you a different perspective. And I know we work with master resiliency training mm -hmm. and some of the biggest things that we see is that how do we respond to crisis, especially the Murphy's Law yeah. during deployment? Like it might be a normal thing that happens, but when you're in the middle of a deployment, it can feel even absolutely you know heavier yeah. and then you start this downward spiraling yeah so being able to just get that off your chest to someone and then they can bring you back and level you and yeah. say hey that's totally normal yeah. or say okay i think that we should you know refer you to a behavioral health well and i would have to assume um my husband is an rif mm -hmm. but having a deployment like that mm -hmm. where you are just like you're going yeah how do you how, how do you handle that so the first time was difficult because you know everyone has the little kishes in the jar and now you have the countdown <laughs> yes. like whatever you do and you're able to count down for that it was like i have no idea yeah. and we were watching it on the news and it was pretty open source and we yeah. just had no idea and that was the first time that the 82nd's been activated in 30 years so sure. no one really even thought it was going to happen <laughs> and I, like i said i was pregnant so it's just more focusing on like how can I be ready at home so that when my husband gets back, we can be prepared to have right, a family? Right. And now it's just, honestly, it's just like, how do I survive with a two-year-old who has an attitude every day? Oh my gosh, uh, I feel you. Um, yeah. But I do think fundamentally, if, for, for me personally, for an IRF, if we fundamentally understand the IRF and what the mission is and the cycles of the IRF yeah. and knowing like, okay, once he redeploys, we're gonna go on the IRF three and we're yeah. gonna have some downtime and then we'll go into our heavy training cycle. And right. so if, if, if commanders and command teams can do a good job of fundamentally understanding the IRF to their families, I do think that it would really help. Yeah, I, th I think you hit a, a big thing, communicating mm -hmm. and letting the keeping the families in the yeah. loop. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, so lastly, I just want to ask, so what sort of advice would you offer an Army family? Ooh. <laughs> Gosh, advice. And we've talked about so many things. I know. And you've given some great advice already, but what would your kind of bottom line be? Um, I would say I came from a family where I was raised to do everything myself and to be independent, but it's okay to ask for help, whether it be behavioral help or, hey, can you mow the lawn for me? Because <laughs> you're going to drain yourself if you yeah. don't ask for help. And so I think that it would just be really find your community and know who you can lean on and be available for other fe families yeah. to lean on you. I think that's great. And you you were an army brat, right? Or was No, it? I wasn't. Oh. My mom just was a little bit of a gypsy and likes oh. to move around, but I did. I moved 37 <laughs> times in my life and I went to multiple schools. I didn't have the military brat side of it, but I had the always being the new yeah. kid, which I always joke with my friends is that 
I have all these friends, but none of them know each other. And then I try to bring everyone out for dinner, and everyone's like, hey, I'm Tony's friend from. <laughs> They're all used to it at yeah. this point. But yeah, I'm really good at making sure that everyone always is involved. I'm like, the more the merrier. Just bring sure. your kids, bring your family. I don't care. Bring That's everybody. Awesome. So, That's yeah. awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking your time to yeah, do this. This was fun, and I'm, I enjoy talking to other spouses who, who feel my pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who go through the same things as, as I do. Yeah. Um, but again, thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it for this episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can also find full video episodes of our podcasts on YouTube. You can just search for the Force Comm Frontline, and we'll see you next time on the Frontline. Line.